Welcome to Roman's Road, the podcast of me, Eddie Roman. This is where we talk about evangelism and apologetics and all kinds of Christian stuff. I am with Serena Zimmerman, and Serena has a story of how she came out of the Jehovah's Witnesses. Serena, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Okay, and so you've never done this before. You've never done like a radio <laughs> interview. So I'm going to no. I'm going to try to make it easy for you, thank you know. You. So, before you became a Christian, uh-huh. what was your life like? What was uh, your what was your life like without Christ? Without Christ, I had always been seeking him. Mm. Uh, as a, a child growing up, uh, in a family that was raised Jehovah Witness uh, on my mother's side and Catholic on my father's. Okay. So <laughs> wow, what a mess. I grew up <laughs> pretty confused. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but mainly uh, I was raised uh, by my mother and uh, our family uh, were always taught by the My Book of Bible Stories as a child, uh, the Watchtower and Awake and uh, daily scriptures, readings that we, in uh, in that with my mother, uh, I owe a lot to her for teaching me uh, about God, and it, it may not have been the God that uh, they worship that I know now, but it, it was still in the biblical sense. So you're saying that your, your mom taught you the Bible, but she wasn't necessarily always teaching you the Jehovah's Witness doctrine or teaching or stuff like that so no actually- it was it was all it was all by um uh the the doctrine the bible the scriptures and because they have a booklet that they give out the yearly yearly uh scriptures that you read day by day okay every day that they have uh and she used to make us um before we went off to school read that with her and so with that i was getting um fed uh, and, and, and my curiosity of who God really is, because I was watching uh, the way that uh, when we would go to meetings and, or to, um, what's it called? <laughs> it's been a while since I've been to sure. Jehovah Witness Church, so it's uh, to remember all that. So it's just kind of the, the thing they do every week. So there, there's, I imagine there's some sort of church service. And so is, yes. it, is it just called church? Uh, no, it's meetings. They're meetings. They're okay. meetings. Yeah, we're, we're going to the meeting. Or uh, I grew up in both Spanish and English. So it was like... Or oh, you to, got a double dose, didn't <laughs> you? <laughs> yes, learning a little bit of both. Uh, the assemblies, the assemblies where we would go to the okay. conventions. Uh, and I remember those uh, when I was really young. But the fun part was well, we would get these tickets and they, we would get to eat. <laughs> and so, <laughs> at the conventions. Yeah, at the conventions. They used <laughs> cool. to feed us. Then they stopped doing that But as I got older. But it was, it was fun. I remember that, that for the kids. And as, as they were grooming us, they, my mother had um, me have home. Uh, Bible studies that I would go over to another witness's house. I was about, say, about four or five years old, and uh, I had to learn the books of the Bible. So they would have me go over that, starting Genesis, Exodus, you know, Leviticus, all a little bit at a time, and then continue learning that and learn from my books of Bible stories. So, I mean, at this point, it really sounds not a whole lot different than just the experience of a kid in a Christian church. You're being taught the Bible. You're you're being guided towards the Bible. Mm-hmm. At what point, looking back, can you say, this is when they really started pushing the specific teaching of 
the Jehovah's Witnesses, or is that just something that they kind of are doing the whole time, using Bible verses to guide you in, in a certain way? Any I didn't on that? see a lot of Bible verses being used. I saw a lot of the books that they had, such as the Watchtower magazine, or the Awake, or the Book of Revelations, or my book of Bible stories, rather than actual opening up the Bible to learn strictly from okay. the Bible. So that's what I was getting all my and, information And this from. is your whole childhood. That's, that's, that's where yes. your Christian... Inf- okay, so before I mistakenly thought you were saying that you were basically taught from the Bible all these scriptures the whole time, but what, are you now, what, what I'm now understanding is you were taught Bible verses in the context of Awake Magazine and all these different kinds yes. of things. They did show Bible verses in like that yearly... Uh, it's a yearly book of, of scripture, uh, but it wouldn't be... Uh, say the whole book of of, of Romans, or wouldn't be it would be just be right. jumping from scripture to scripture to scripture, okay. and kind of going through what that scripture meant to them, or how we should interpret it. And so I imagine those scriptures that you learn or early on are kind of like the foundation to what they're going to be teaching you next. So like all these scriptures are learning, you know, this is kind of what they're going for. At some point, these are the scriptures that you know. These are the scriptures that now, according to them, are going to be used to prove their point of view and their doctrine and stuff like that. When, when they had, um, when my mother had me, like, memorize some scriptures when I was young, yes. Um, like Matthew twenty four fourteen. That was a big one uh, for them, uh, for us to remember. Okay, and what does that one say? That it, that <laughs> Didn't, didn't work. I, the, the, way, the only part I was like, and then the end would come. It was like, a, it, it will be spread throughout all the nations. Without it in front of me, I don't have it yeah, yeah, memorized. Yeah. <laughs> but I do remember that, and then the end will come. Okay, because so, they're, they're very big on the end the, times. The end. Okay, yes. oh, wow, that makes sense. So, Revelation. Right. So, that was something that was taught to me when I was young, very young. Okay. What are some things you remember from your childhood that were actually good memories? So, like you mentioned the getting the coupons for the free lunch. What are some other things? I think this is something in general. Christians sometimes look at other groups and they just have this very negative sense. And, and the question is, why would you ever be part of something like that? When in reality, these are families. These are people. Yes. These are both traditions and things. And they are and, and very family oriented. And it just felt like a big family. It, mm-hmm. it, you could go up to anybody and they'd be there to help you and uh at, when I was young, this is what I remember. Yeah. As I got older, it started changing. Huh. So, uh, but when I was young, I felt safe. I felt, you know, mm. good. It was family, everybody. Well, and, but then again, my entire family was Jehovah's Witnesses. So, so I met, So, so did you go to public school? I did. So I imagine there might have been some kind of sense of, and when you're at public school, these are not Jehovah's Witnesses, and, and maybe they might even make. I was not ma- allowed to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Okay. I remember that. And they made, my mom made sure at school that I didn't do that. And so I would imagine um, other kids maybe making fun of you or, or maybe making you feel like you're, you're weird. Did you ever experience anything like that? I did. I, I was like, just like, why don't you, you know, say the Pledge of Allegiance? And I really couldn't give. I was not uh, educated in, you know, why I couldn't do it. I just did as I was told right. at that time. And so I imagine... Um, that stuff like that happening at school, then you go back to your Jehovah's Witness friends and family, and it's like I would think there's more of a comfort there. These are the people that understand yes. me. This, this is my crew. Like nobody understands but them. 
So okay, so so I could definitely understand that being a good place for you, mm-hmm. in, in as far as comfort and just feeling like a yes. like a family. Okay, so you said that when you're little, it's all family, it's all fun and games. But then as you get older, something something starts changing. Tell it me sta- about it that. It started changing because I started questioning uh, some of the things. I started paying more attention to what they were teaching. Uh, we In church, uh, in, in the Kingdom Hall, uh, during the meetings, uh, I remember we used to always, it was exciting for me because we would go through the watchtower and there would be questions and we would get to answer them. So m- my mom and I, you know, we would go and study the watchtower ahead of time and be, pre- be prepared to answer the questions when they asked them and we would be able to raise our hands. So during during the services, mm-hmm. uh, during the meetings at the Kingdom Hall, mm-hmm. you, you guys are going to go through your Watchtower magazines and you're going to go through the questions. Yeah, at and the so end, there's always a, like a, qu- a list of questions and they ask you uh, either to read scripture or to answer questions. And so I've actually heard about this before and so I'm, I'm about to get it confirmed from you maybe. So what I understand is... The Jehovah's Witnesses do a very good job of training their people how yes. to answer questions because it's part of their normal weekly meeting. Training. Yes, it's training. They, oh. they even have uh, where they do scenarios where that, um, say, two people uh, are studying or you're going to someone's door to knock on their door and they will play it out up on stage. So, so there's so, like a, a fake door up there or maybe yes. not a fake, but an role invisible playing. door. They do a lot of role playing. Wow. So this yes. is part of the weekly thing because I teach yes. evangelism classes and mm-hmm. we might do something like that every great once in a while. Right. You know? But it's definitely not something that you're, you're hitting on every single week. And you have week. to admire, and that's what I did. I admired them for their diligence and then how passionate they were to work for their salvation yeah. and that's how they saw it. it's like this w- is what pleases god i have to work and do this and yeah. that's when i started noticing hmm. you know things so so what, what were some of the things you were noticing what were some of the the questions that you the had? questions i had is uh <laughs> when i was young is because why we couldn't celebrate birthdays so that was a really big yeah. deal for me <laughs> and what, what what was the answer uh what? it well, the what i had gotten is uh, i asked like, oh, where in the bible does it say that we can't celebrate birthdays and um, what they said is when John the Baptist's head was given as a birthday gift. Wow, that's and the reason. That though. was the reason I got. And I go, so why? I was like, but that's that has nothing to do with us celebrating. God gave us, a, you know, especially because when I had children, that was a really big deal. And, yeah. I, and I was like, I want to celebrate the life of my child. Oh, how sad. And they're, and they're like, well, you can't because that's a, basically idolatry. You're, you're putting your child up above before God. Wow. And I was like, I'm being thankful to God that I have my child for another year or your parents. Or I'm your marking so, the yeah. years of my child's growth and, and yes. paying Give them a little, you know, we're, we're supposed to bless our children. That was, the, that, that was the reason that was given to me. I don't know if anybody else, because I, John I the have Bap- heard. John the Baptist's head. Yeah, it As makes get, total get. sense. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, <laughs> wow. That's why. Well, you know, I, I guess it makes sense that if you're teaching something that's false and you claim to be God's voice, you claim to be the true interpreters of Scripture, you got to have some kind of reason for everything you're telling your people to do. So they're, they're, I mean, you know, that's the best they could do. Yes. That's wild, you know? So I don't, from what I've seen, 
I don't look at the Jehovah's Witnesses and say every kid is miserable, every parent's miserable. I mean, there, there, there's definitely, you know, so the, the birthday, yeah, I could see that be a, being a big bummer for, for the kids. <laughs> but, you know, at, at the same time, um, what, are, what are some things that would, would be like good or, or different from Christians or, or unbelievers? What's something that Jehovah's Witnesses might do that is, is like a, a blessing, a good thing? They get together a lot and fellowship uh, constantly. I, I just see that how they study and they teach. And uh, uh, e- even though it may not be directly the proper word of God, they, they still have that passion to show their children in love and mm. wanting to, to give that to them in, in, in every day. Every day they do it. it it's it's around mm. the clock. I mean, in the morning from when they rise, they, they get up. Uh, I've seen my family uh, get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to get ready to go out in service, to uh, do uh, fellowship with others and, and, and practice and role play. And, 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 and to be honest, because I had gone to different denominations, and I didn't see that there. You know, I was like... But I knew, I was like, even though I didn't see that there, you know, they were still preaching something different yeah. that was more. And even, even though it might have been something that they were doing because they were forced to, in, in a sense, they, mm-hmm. they're, you know, would you say that the reason a lot of people are doing that because they're thinking, if I don't do this, I'm sinning, I'm displeasing God, yes. I'm not doing what They I'm want to please Jehovah God. That that is is their mango. They are are doing that that they have. They feel they have to do so much to win their salvation. It is how I saw it. Wow. And so, so so you're seeing all this. You're asking questions, and you know. So I, I imagine you and your mom going through this Watchtower magazine all week. You're going to have some good questions by the time you get to like <laughs> the, the the meeting. Uh-huh. Um, and so. What, what was your experience there? Why was it that you asking questions somehow was like the beginning of you, you know, having, uh, having I, doubts? I honestly feel it was God that was moving me because the things that I was learning, I, I just, I couldn't stop myself from asking questions uh, about, uh, I think about it now, now that I'm saved. I was like, God just, I, sure. I felt rebellious and I felt, you know, bad. And I was. After that, I did, uh, I rebelled against my family badly Mm. and I put my mother through so much Mm. and um but she always um I just saw her suffering a lot and I was part of the cause but I also saw the family if she didn't do something right within the Jehovah's Witnesses as I got older because her family was they would ignore her and kind of like her family would ignore her her the her families are jehovah witnesses as well the entire family so if you're doing something wrong they will let you know in 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 a manner where you know you need to get that fixed or you have the possibility of disfellowship wow so and she was baptized when she was a child and so she goes, she didn't have the opportunity to say yes or no at that time Mm -hmm. because back then back in she was, how old is she? I think she was about seven or eight. So she was born in 46. So in that time, uh, they baptize children when you're small. Okay. So. And so what, is, what does that mean if you get baptized as a Jehovah's Witness? Once you, you're baptized as a Jehovah's Witness, um, you are held to a different standard 
of uh, how you're, you're to live your life by uh, what they say uh, uh, that you can or cannot do as the, elder, the group of elders, a panel of elders. So would you say that once you're baptized, you're now considered a true Jehovah's Witness? Yes. You're considered a believer? Yes. Before you're baptized, mm-hmm. you're not. And so being baptized as a child, you got no say in the matter. Like you are now a believer. Jehovah's they changed Witness. that later on. But when she was a child, she didn't have that opportunity to Wow. So I could imagine there'd be a whole lot of uh, stress and guilt. And it's that's wild. And then I heard all those stories. And so when they were they were trying to get me, to, my, my family was, were always, you know, uh, that I need to be baptized and learn more and things like that. And I was being rebellious, of course. So, uh, re- real quick, because because I, I, w- I want to fini- finish this. Thought, I'm sorry. But when you were asking questions uh-huh. in, in in the in the meetings, what was the general response towards you? Here's this person who's asking a whole lot of questions. I would a- I would ask of my my mother. I, we we didn't in the meetings. That was just from the watchtower. That that were that they had the questions at the end of. The, the watchtower. We answered the questions is okay. what we did. Okay. Uh, the questions I had were personal family members that I would ask. Uh, I have a, a brother-in-law that is an elder in the church, uh, and I would ask him certain questions. And uh, I was like, where does it say this or, or that in the Bible? And I would not get uh, a biblical answer or a scriptural answer but uh, besides in the John the Baptist's yes. head type of thing. <laughs> well, so, that was the main question I had, and I still remember because from there, it just kind of like, I just kind of let that go. <laughs> that's a hard one to forget. Like, yeah, that one I couldn't forget. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. You know, but okay. as I learned, it was like, this is just man's traditions or man's, not God's word. Man's mm. word, not God's word. And that's what I learned after that. So you never got baptized. No, I did not. So tell me, tell me about that. I, uh, I always thought that I was not worthy to be baptized mm. because I didn't have the knowledge they did or I couldn't understand why they did the things that they did. So you still in some sense believe that the Watchtower organization was a true organization and yet you didn't see yourselves worthy of being part of it. Yes. I okay. thought I was just too evil. Wow. I thought I was just too sinful to be actually a, 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 a Jehovah's Witness. I was like, I cannot do that because God... You know, I, I'm not worthy of him, is how I thought as a child. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not worthy. I'm, I'm just too bad. Wow. So. So you've, you've, you've told us about what your life was like as a Jehovah's Witness. Um, what happened that you became a Christian? Like, what, what happened <laughs> there? I had uh, gotten married when I was very young. Uh, um, when uh, I was about like, 17 years old. And I was married for 16 years and had five children. And it was an on and off. Uh, it was actually together for only about 10 years. But the rest of the time, it was on and off an abusive um, relationship in every sense of the word, yeah. uh, in every way. And I had been seeking and asking, why is this happening to me? As, as everybody who's ever gone through any kind of thing like that, and you ask God, why yeah. why is this happening to me? Why are you allowing this to happen And to you're me? not a Jehovah's Witness at this and point. At, no, but okay. that they were still constantly in my life. We had, uh, with uh, my ex-husband, I had studied with him, mm. uh, but it was, it, there was just still too many questions that, because it was never from the Bible. It mm. was always from another book. 
always from another book on, on marriage and on raising your children. And, and it was never just from the Bible. It is and, so interesting that even as a Jehovah's Witness, even as someone who probably never was in any kind of system or a group of people that said, the Bible is the word of God, this is the authority. It's so interesting to me that that's what you were seeing it as. You were looking <laughs> at the Bible and go, this is the authority what are these people talking about? I mean, that, that, that's awesome. And I, I always wanted, I was like, well, why can't we just, I, I wanted to know what God had to say. I yeah. understand that you wrote a book about what the Bible says, mm. but what does God have to say in his word? I, I always wanted that. And I was like, I want someone to explain this to me. Wow. That, and, and I never could. I was like, well, why, what does this mean? Or why do we only take out bits of scripture here and there yeah. and so, until I started learning about the whole context and, yeah. and taking everything as a whole, the entirety of the Bible, right. and, and learning you know, about that. I didn't learn that until I married my husband now, which yeah. is, uh, uh, he was a godsend to mm. me. Uh, God knew exactly what he was doing when he put him in my life. Yeah. And it was exactly... Two weeks after I had fell to my knees, this is when I knew that I was saved, is when I fell to my knees and had gone through a whole bad thing of trying to support my children and by myself working two jobs. And I was just thinking, I had to do it myself. I was like, and I was raised that I'm, you know, Hispanic mother. Yeah. And my mom was like, well, you need to do it this way. And, you know, I was like, you need to be strong. And I was like, you wanted it, you handle it. You right, take care right. of your business. And I had made so many mistakes. I kept trying to do it my way and I was getting nowhere. I was just falling flat on my face over and over again. And... I hadn't talked to anybody, and this is what my husband had told me. He had not heard of a story like mine because it's usually, I think he says that there's somebody that has already spoken to you, like, oh, this person taught me about God. Yeah. And for me, I had heard as a child, like I said, I was like I had learned bits and pieces from my mother who had taught me um, about God's sovereignty without realizing that she was teaching me that is yeah. what it felt like. Wow. And that it, to give it to God, everything, and he to give all your burdens to him. Mm. And so that day when I did, I just felt like everything, uh, I cried. I fell to my knees and I said, I can't do it. It's not me. And I was like, God, only you can, wow. can help me and, 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 and change me. And then from that day, I started noticing the difference in the way that I started looking at the Bible, at what I wanted for my family and what I, I needed in my life. And I feel like that was the Holy Spirit working through me would in it that be, way. Would it be correct to say that even though you weren't in any kind of formalized group, religion, yes. whatever you want to call it, even though that's the case, you were still reading your Bible this whole time? No. Oh, no. No. Okay. <laughs> I was not. And that's and that was the thing. It, it, it came... I had been stressing, and that's why I was like, I didn't understand that until my husband, uh, well, we were dating at the time, and he, I started asking him lots of questions, because he was raised in a wonderful Christian family, yeah. that the kind of family that you you have seen on TV, 
<laughs> is how I tell nice. I tell his mother all the time. I was, or him. I was like, you have like the the, the most, too good to be true kind. Yes, exactly. That's how I was like, you have the most wonderful, perfect family, and and I, and I understand they're not. But to me, in this, in the way that I was raised, and the kind of the wrong side of the tracks kind of lifestyle yeah. and things like that, and seeing that. Uh, with him and seeing how blessed he was and I knew that he was educated uh, he went to a Christian college a Christian high school and everything like that so when I found that out I was bombarding him with questions mm. <laughs> which helped him because at that time he was losing his way and that helped him come back and he started like well wow. I gotta answer her questions she's asking these questions and that's how we came to be where we are now. Oh, that's, that's awesome. And that's it's thanks to God. So, so at what point would you say that you understood and believed that Jesus Christ paid the price for your sins? Like when, when did, when did that, cause that's the gospel, right? We, yes. we, we put our faith in Jesus Christ. He died on the cross. We turn from our, our sins, um, as you know, as an act of repentance, it's a, it's a gift from God. At what point would you would you say that that happened? Would you say that you 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 knew that and you finally trusted in it at, at the time of, of your you know that you described of your falling to your knees and, and crying out? I to God? knew it, but I had never trusted in it. Huh? I had kn- I had known because I knew God from what my mother had taught me. I knew He was He was sovereign. He was a grand creator. She always used to tell me things like that. Of of look at look at the birds and and the animals that you, they they don't want for anything because God makes sure that Jehovah makes sure that they are taken care of. Yeah. What a, God's gonna take care of you too. That's what she always used to tell me. And I was like, in that way. And so I always knew, I was like, well, if someone who creates something like this, this world, the, 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 the trees and just the way that we are made up as human beings and some of the things that I did read as Jehovah's Witnesses and when they talk about our anatomy as, as a human being and, and how um, we are able to rejuvenate ourselves if we get a cut or anything and how those cells work together and, you know, down to, you know, all the microscopic things. as like only someone or something that is just awesome can create something like that yeah. and and so i always thought of things like that of course as a child your imagination is just like wow sure <laughs> let me ask you this at what point did you come to believe that jesus christ is god what you know because i know that's that's a it's a big thing with jehovah's witnesses is, yes. is they keep yes. people away from that thought at what point did did what was that something that you trusted in or, or came to understand when my uh, uh my husband started explaining that to me i had of course i had grown up in, in both well like i said in catholic oh that's right and so that's a big part of the story that we kind of <laughs> missed let me just ask you a very simple question was was your dad um teaching you catholicism or or anything uh in a religious i was sense? baptized as a baby catholic my mom didn't know about it he went and did it in secret <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so she did. She would not have approved. That is. <laughs> so that, that's all I know about that story. Um, my dad wasn't in my life. He he left when I was uh, okay. about five or six years or okay. two years old. I saw him till I was six, and then he just completely had nothing to do with me. Okay. Until Makes recently, sense. so which is is nice. He's, wow. He's asked for my forgiveness. That's and a whole other podcast. Yes. Isn't it? <laughs> Boy. 
but uh, I, I learned from my grandmother. She, I would spend like the summers with her or, you know, a, a month or maybe a couple of weeks and go visit her. And I would always go to uh, uh, Iglesia. Uh, the That means church in Spanish, yes. doesn't it? See, I know. <laughs> uh, with her and, and um, it was, I would, she would never allow me to partake of the communion. Because I never, I was like, I want to eat what they're eating. I didn't know what that was for. And she <laughs> I was, was like, like Why you're, do they not get one, some? you're not one of the 144,000. <laughs> no, my grandma was Catholic. So oh, okay, okay, okay. I didn't understand what that meant, but I just know I just had to sit there and, and wait for her to go and drink the wine. And, and, and no one ever explained that to me because as a Jehovah's Witness, you don't do that but once a year during uh, would be Passover. And that's the only so, time that so you, do, you take communion. And you're not allowed to eat it or drink. Only the 144,000 are. Okay, let's talk about this because this is something <laughs> I, I came to understand. So once a year, so when, when I get a flyer on my door that says yes. there is a there's a big convention, basically, and it's usually at a, at a, at a bigger place, is it at a convention? Depending so? on where you're from because I've grown up in small towns and we just do it at either the, the church there or okay. if it is a bigger place that they, they will... So they would have it somewhere else. So once a year, they're going to have this this bigger than normal meeting, and that's where communion is going to take place. Yes. Right. And so mm-hmm. tell tell me, and 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 then most the majority of Jehovah's Witnesses are not allowed to take communion. Only the hundred and forty four thousand. Okay, and and that would be a hundred forty four thousand Jehovah's Witnesses in the entire world. Uh-huh. They have no, so why? Like why is it that because they have this? They're the chosen ones. Uh, uh, they're the ones that are going to heaven to be with God. And, and of course, they take that out of the, the verse in Revelation that talks about the hundred forty-four. They take it literally, yes. And they they somehow get that with those are the only people allowed to take communion. Yes. And then I, I remember asking, "It's like, well, how do you know who who's one hundred forty-four thousand? And they're like, "They know." You just know, and, and that's all, that's the answer that I got that when I was younger. Okay, so, so and I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to think through this, <laughs> having not sit into one of these um, meetings. So, let's say I'm in one of these meetings, uh-huh. and communion's going around, right? So they're they're actually passing a physical plate plate with mm-hmm. communion on it, mm-hmm. and and a glass of wine. And now, so so, and it's going down the rows. Yes. Or, okay, so this is similar to a Christian church. But the difference is no one's actually taking it? Only the 144,000. So, so translate it into you're in your average Jehovah's Witness meeting on yes. that day. Mm-hmm. Do you actually see anyone take it? I, uh, I, my mom had mentioned one time when we were in, in church with her, and, was, and then she said, yeah, she's one of the, it was, a, it was an older lady. And usually it's uh, someone, I've noticed that they're widowed already. Uh, they're older. And they're the ones that they know themselves that they're the hundred and forty-four thousand. So, so there's not. It's not like the elders need to say, "Yeah, she's one." No, it's, no, it's no. More like that one's that. That's different. Yeah. <laughs> that's. A, I'm trying to wrap my mind around this. I can't. This, I don't. Know. <laughs> so, that, so they have annual communion services, and in a practical sense, no one's taken communion. No, may, no one may, ever does. And and it's like except on that day. And it, and it's and it's like it, it, you know I'm, I'm listening. It's like. The legend of the person I saw years ago who yes. was one of the 144,000 and I had the opportunity of actually witnessing it <laughs> and I saw one of the 144,000. Yes, that's that amazing. was really exciting. Yeah, it was really exciting that someone was like, oh my gosh, that's one of the 144,000. 
and uh wow but yeah there's like that, how do they know they know that is and that's all that's the only answer i got and that and that's absolutely wicked when you look at the true meaning of what communion is supposed to be yeah i found that out i didn't know what communion was i didn't know what that until actually recently when we started going to our church now because of what the bible says is that every time we gather we are to take communion do this in remembrance of me exactly and so we do that every sunday every sunday that's that's that that makes me want to cry like thinking of people watching this communion go around the bible clearly says do this in remembrance of me and yet there's this thing inside me that says i'm not one of the chosen ones i'm not good enough to get that uh and and that's that's horrific can't can't imagine that wow so one thing that i that we kind of talked about a little bit before when i when i met you is this issue of the contract so you explained to me that because you never got baptized, you were never seen as an official Jehovah's Witness. No. Therefore, I was not under the same laws, or, okay. or the, basically the same laws that they are held to. Okay, and then and, and then at the same time, there was another fe- fellow here who had been baptized. Yes, and he had come out of the Jehovah's Witnesses, mm-hmm. and now he was no longer allowed to talk to disfellowship. He was yeah. disfe- and so and he was disfellowshipped. And he's not allowed to talk to people in his own family who are, who, are, mm-hmm. who are Jehovah's Witnesses. And yet you, you're not a Jehovah's Witness, but since you never were baptized and disfellowshipped... I can still speak to You everybody. can talk to people in your family. Yes. That's insane. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking and scary because it, it, it's... What I used to ask uh, was like, why would you do that if you're supposed to be spreading the word throughout the earth? Because that's what they say. I was like, that's what you do. You go door to door and trying to, you know, to teach people about Jehovah. Right. Then why are you going to shut somebody else out uh, that made a mistake, just like we all do every day, and say, I'm never speaking to you again, or you can't until you have to do... I I, I don't remember exactly... all, because, all the terms. Yes. Cause it, so this, I understand this is basically called shunning, mm-hmm. right? And so this is when... Someone who is a Jehovah's Witness, they basically sin really, really bad, mm-hmm. and then the elders get together and say, "You're you're out of here. You're no longer a Jehovah's Witness." And, and you have to earn your way back. Is what I I think is how it is. Yeah, and depending on the severity of the sin you committed, then the working your way back is going to be based on that. Yes. You know, and so if you were really, really bad and did something really bad. It's going to be a whole lot of work, or they're going to look at it and say, yeah, um, there's really nothing that can make up for this. You can no longer be Jehovah's Witness. That was the gentleman that I talked to. That was his story. Mm -hmm. And so the practical result of that is broken families, like just just families who are absolutely broken. And uh, in the church prior to the one that we're going to now, we had a really good friend uh, that her family uh, were Jehovah Witnesses, and when she uh, she had been baptized, they just fellowshipped her from uh, from them, and her parents would not speak to her anymore or have anything to do with her family, and she would, had been adopted by them, and so that was like I, I can't imagine not being able to speak to your yeah. mother, and and in from what I knew that they were sick and she wanted to go to them and they didn't want to have anything, even though her, her I think it, he was 
sick to the point of, of, you know, almost dying that he would not even, you know, allow her to go and see him or anything like that. And, and sadly, that's a common experience with a whole lot of people. And so, you know, on this show, we tackle a lot of theological issues. We talk a lot about, you know, how do you answer this certain Bible question? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I want to ask you as something who's been, th- been through it and seen a lot of hurt in a lot of families, not so much uh, theological answers, but if I have a neighbor, if I have a friend who is a Jehovah's Witness, or maybe they used to be a Jehovah's Witness, mm-hmm. Witness how is it that I should approach them? How, can I, how should I talk to them? You know, uh, so often in the, in the Christian apologist or evangelist mind, we think, there's a Jehovah's Witness. I need to say this scripture, this scripture, this scripture, and, and this, this is it. This is how I get them. And sure, there, there's definitely a lot of truth in presenting the truth to someone. But at the same time, these are people. A lot of them have experienced a lot of, you know, hurt, hurt in, their, in their families. They've and seen it. They've yes. seen it covered up by their churches and in, 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 yes. their, their organization in different ways. What, what are just some very basic things that I could do when I'm attempting to befriend or reach out to a Jehovah's Witness? I believe just having a conversation with them about what it is that get to know what they believe mm. and, and why they believe that. Uh, in We've actually, me and my husband have been going over that because we have been wanting to have a conversation with my family because I love them. I want them yeah. to know, but it's hard. I've tried with my mother, and my mother just kind of blows me off. She'll listen to my husband, what he has to say, but she doesn't really listen, if you know what I mean. <laughs> she, she, that's a mom. <laughs> but I, 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 I want to actually be able to speak uh, and have discussions with my my sister, her husband. And I, I, I'm... I, I don't want them to ever think I'd uh, force. And because once you, you do that, it, then they'll just shut you off and they're just not going to talk to you. I have a hard enough time just calling my sister and for her to pick up the phone. <laughs> but I know she's, she's constantly busy because she's always doing things for Kingdom Hall, for the church, for her, yeah. her church family. And, so. and part of that is, is ignoring you or, or you know, that, that basically is coming from their theology, which is telling them... You can't be in a close relationship with, with this someone person. that is not a Jehovah Witness, yeah. and and I know if I were to have been or be a Jehovah's Witness, I would be included in so many things and be able to uh, have time with my family. the mo- The one person that I do still talk to the most is my mother, and of course she she loves all her children very very much, and she's yeah. always try to you know they've made her suffer quite a bit and. Um, I just want to be able to talk to her, and all we can do is this a little bit at a time, because they are if they are they've been a Jehovah Witness for many years, it's going to be hard to give them a different way of thinking to teach them that there is something more than what they've been taught, because they're not allowed to study anything else outside of That's what right. they're studying. So, if, so if, if I give a Jehovah's Witness a Christian gospel track, they're immediately just going to go, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. And, be, and that's coming from their theology. They're not allowed. To read anything to else read if they, or if, listen to anything else. If they read my Christian gospel track, in their mind, they are sinning. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So, so that, that's, a, that's a difficult thing to do. And what you're saying is 
when when I'm approaching a, a Jehovah's Witness, I just got to treat them like a person yeah. and mm-hmm. just listen to them. And because I because I imagine that they're used to a whole lot of just people just looking at them weird and being like, oh, you're a, you're a JW, just get away from me, mm-hmm. or, or a Christian approaching them. Everybody like, makes the jokes about, you know, someone coming knocking at the door and stuff like that. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and, they're, and they're used to that. They have the sense of humor for, for that as well, and so uh, and they understand that. But I, I, I believe uh, us taking the time uh, to... Um, See if we can actually say, hey, let's set up a time that you can teach me what it is that you know. And then in your in that way that you can actually, well, what about this? And then you can start putting in your questions and or what you know the Bible says, even using their own Bible. And so you're you're saying that if if that's the case, that you'll probably actually... You know, get further further, get further than most they're gonna they're gonna <laughs> listen to you yes and 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 that kind of thing yeah, so. as long as they don't feel threatened uh that you're you're telling them they're wrong huh. immediately <laughs> or, okay. or anything uh, it, it, just being able to give them an explanation and give them something to think about now rather one, of, than. one of the things that i that i've heard and and, and this will be this will be the last thing i ask you here um okay. so from what i understand is they are taught that if a Christian or any other religious group, I guess, comes to them and they're asking a lot of questions and they're, and they're trying, they're refuting them and they're really, they, they really seem like they know what they're talking about, mm-hmm. that they just need to get away from that person and move on to the next person who is, is a little more open in, in their, their eyes. They, is there any truth in that? There is. There is. It's just easier to, uh, they're less likely to be able to recruit them as a Jehovah's Witness, huh. uh, because of that, it, it and it takes up their hours or their time that they need to be putting in and going door to door. So it's just a matter of um, we we got a certain amount of, of people we're trying to rind. Now now is there any now I I overheard something about there's a certain I hate to use the word but quota mm-hmm. of people. So it, that you you that. have different uh, from what I remember. And, uh, and, and, and again, I'm I'm talking about. A Jehovah's Witness going, trying to get people to become a Jehovah's Witness. They have a certain quota of people, number of people they're supposed to get. So tell me about that. Uh, That you have certain amount of hours that you're to put in, how many Bible studies that you get in for that week or, you know, the weekend or something. It it counts. It's you are working for your salvation is, is or to become an elder or to, you know, move up. And, uh, and so someone somewhere in the church is checking off, literally checking off the amount you of hours. You turn in time and hours, yes. Wow. So. Man, and so, yeah, so now I understand what you're saying before, that your sister is very busy. Yes. She's got a lot of She's, stuff to do. Uh, and, and, then, and, that's, uh, and that's why you have to do, you do have to respect them because of how much they put in their everything. Their life is about God. Right. In Jehovah God for them, and not the true God, Jehovah God. It, it, it's it's yeah. it's not well. <laughs> I know you know what I'm talking about yeah, yeah, in that yeah. part. Yeah, no, that's a that's, hard part. That's a, it's, it's 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 amazing the amount of effort people put in. Because um, like, if if we had to work our way to heaven, who wouldn't be doing everything they could? Yes, like, I, I would be crawling ac- across. And that's why I always felt unworthy. I was like, and but then you know when my husband. Uh, how, you know, has been teaching me and showing me, and uh, that there is nothing 
I could ever do. Not, not in and of myself that would win my salvation. Yeah. And that is by the grace of God alone. So if any of your family members or, or friends, people you'd love to, to talk to, if, if any of them happen to stumble across this podcast, <laughs> you know, maybe in someone's sneaky mind, they're saying, you know what, I really shouldn't talk to her, but nobody's here. I'm on a com- my computer. I'm going to listen to this. What would you say? Like, what would you say to, to that one person in your mind if you had the chance to just say something? What, what would you say to them? That I love them very much, and I would love to have the opportunity to uh, talk to them about what I've learned and that everything that I do want to show them is from God and the Bible and not of something that I've come up on my own because there's no way that I could ever be able to know the things that I know now if it wasn't for God's word and be able to have changed my life. And they've seen, they've seen the change in me and who I was and who I am now. And I would, would at least like the opportunity for them to spend some time with me and to know why, how God saved me and put me where I'm at now. Wow. Serena, you know what? I I really pray that you get that opportunity. And for the rest of us, you know, I I think that that needs to be our attitude towards all the people in our lives who not only are Jehovah's Witnesses, but simply are not Christians. So my my prayer for all of us would would be that we would learn whatever we need to learn, do whatever we need to do to get to the point where we feel like we can explain the gospel to someone and then just step out in faith and just do it. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please give it a good review on iTunes. This is the best way for others to notice Romans Road and give it a listen. The more Christians listening and learning how to evangelize, the more we glorify the Lord. Ray Comfort here. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, please take a moment to do so now. On your phone's podcast app, search for Romans Road, and when you find it, hit subscribe. It's free, and by doing so, you'll get all episodes past, present, and future. Then when you're finished, head over to livingwaters.com for a huge collection of evangelism videos, articles, tracks, and resources to help you share the gospel with those around you. That's livingwaters.com. Thanks for listening to Romans Road. If you want to learn how to evangelize, check out my book, Search and Rescue, available at eddyroman.com. On my website, you'll also find videos and other things to encourage you to preach the gospel to your friends and family. That's eddyroman.com. See you next time.